Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. There are any number of exciting developments, aren't there? From Asia, Hong Kong, and other nations reporting the greatest increase in the numbers of coronavirus cases, or coronavirus cases, if you prefer, COVID-19. Throughout Asia, the sole exception in terms of having new highs is none other than communist China, which is ironic, at least, but... Lo and behold, as far as for fatalities per nation, European nations have taken over, Mediterranean European nations. And there will undoubtedly be additional movement, and there will be juggling of nations at the top of the heap with the biggest heap of fatalities. I expect that Italy and Spain will not continue indefinitely to reign in that regard. But big stories. The other day, I made mention of something that's just been rattling around, you know, and I haven't had time or taken time, made time to say anything about it, but I did mention it in the previous program. And that was simply to question whether it was possible, not probable, not highly probable, not likely, but whether it was possible that this whole thing was initiated intentionally rather than accidentally. Now, it certainly doesn't require that to be the case. But this is exactly the kind of event, triggering mechanism, that those great, lofty, social engineer world leaders behind the curtains have been seeking for decade upon decade upon decade in order to justify and demand that all nations capitulate their sovereignty and submit to one world authority. Ridiculous. Couldn't be. Well, again, it doesn't have to be intentional. It can simply be a crime of opportunity, if you will. That's all it has to be. This does not need to have been engineered for this purpose. It could have been, but it need not have been to work every bit as effectively. Meanwhile, in addition to many nations posting new highs for cases of COVID-19, this coronavirus, coronavirus, pandemic. 
So too many states in the United States of America. Louisiana, Louisiana, they had a 40% increase overnight a day ago, I believe. But meanwhile, the Pentagon, the Defense Department, the Pentagon, Defense Department, under the watchful eye and the wise leadership of Defense Secretary Esper, it is carefully viewing trends, trends of infection in certain places in particular, certain locations that are of key concern, such as Chicago, Illinois, and the state of Michigan, not just Detroit, Flint, and so forth. Florida. And Louisiana. Because the Defense Department is extremely concerned that it may need to marshal forces to send in, to boost in the emergency relief aid in these locations. And they are beginning to be stretched thin because of deployment of forces to New York State and New York City in particular, to California and to Washington State. Do you see a trend there? Well, yes, these are centers of technology. Yes. Yes, these are states that enjoy particular political power. Yes, these are states that have noteworthy traffic with other parts of the world. But in addition to that, they are sanctuary states. New York State, California, and Washington State. Not Washington, D.C., Washington State. Sanctuary states with sanctuary cities. Oh, that has such a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Sanctuary. They are giving sanctuary. (laughs) You know, it's amazing. It used to be considered, you know, historically, it has been considered to be treasonous to aid and abet the enemy. Right. Well, the enemy, oh, don't be so dramatic. But what about these people that have entered the United States of America illegally? And these states, these state governments, these city governments, these municipalities, these county governments that are refusing to uphold the law, that are refusing to enforce the law. Very, very creatively, right? Terribly unevenly. They are, in point of fact, giving greater rights 
to non-citizens who not only are non-citizens, but who came to this nation illegally. They are giving greater rights than citizens of the nation enjoy, extraordinarily. And these are hotbeds of this infection pandemic. New York State, California, and Washington State. But, again, the Defense Department is concerned about burgeoning caseloads in Chicago, Illinois, and in the states, the great states of Michigan, Florida, and Louisiana. Now, mind you, there will be additional states and great metropolitan areas added to the mix on a daily basis. But while that is going on, While that is going on, United States industries, companies, businesses are being absolutely ruined. No, not Amazon, not Walmart, not Costco, not those with a really powerful online presence and business business model, but businesses across the nation are being savaged, savaged not just by this coronavirus, coronavirus, COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, but by the actions taken by the federal government and imposed on the state governments and the city governments, and thereby imposed on the businesses, they're being devastated, savaged, ruined. Now, there are those who will be receiving large influx of money from the federal government, among others. But then there are a great many small businesses that really provide the infrastructure economically for this nation much more than the corporate giants do. At least historically they have. Now, so many of them have been very devastatingly, adversely, affected by the growth of enormous online giants. But this is, for so very many, very many that have survived, that have suffered but survived and continued operations, this, for many of them, will simply be A bridge too far. It is just too much for them to be able to survive. Not just the pandemic, but the government actions taken to quell the pandemic. So, while this is going on, the commander-in-chief, the tweeter-in-chief, Donald Trump 
Sr., the Donald, he stated, quote, I would love, he didn't say I would, he said, I'd love to have it open by Easter, okay? I would love to have it open by Easter. I will tell you that right now. End quote. What on earth is he talking about? He is the archetypal tweeterer. Tweetering along with his twittering and his (laughs) inane communications. Twitter was made for this man. He is the ideal Twitter consumer customer communicator. And it is ironic that Twitter tweets as it does, (laughs) that it does not favor this president. He's done so much for them, to legitimize them, to lift them up. But no, they are not on his side, sadly. I'd love to have it open by Easter. I would love to have it open by Easter. I will tell you that right now. It's such an important day for other reasons, but I'll make it an important day for this too. I would love to have the country opened up and just raring to go by Easter. End quote. Well, here we are. <laughs> virtually at the end of March. Today, Saturday, March 28th. And I don't think that's going to happen, do you? The communications have been all over the place. There have been just these incredible pendulum swings from complete denial to very hesitant, (laughs) you know, Uh, admissions to sweeping action to these incredible, call them hopeful, optimistic, euphoric statements, and then back again, back and forth, these pendulum moves that all that we need to shut things down for 30 days. And then, a day or two or three later, we're hearing about six months to a year, and that's actually not three days later, a day later, two days later, six months to a year. Then, a day later, 12 months to 18 months or longer, and now I'd love to have it open by Easter, by mid-April. Meanwhile, the commander-in-chief, even though he resisted, resisted using the Defense Production Act even after he went ahead and put it into place. Now he has. And he has called upon General Motors. General Bullmoose, General Motors, 
and Ford to pull out all stops to produce ventilators and other medical devices. Well, (laughs) remarkably, this president, again, the way that he communicates, what he says, what he does, these things are just breathtaking, to me, anyway. And both of these companies, General Motors, which was popularized or, or not, uh, back years and years ago is General Bulmus by the likes of Al Cap. But you could say, no, that wasn't General Motors, that was General Electric. Well, for me, it's kind of one and the same. These massive, massive, iconic American companies of such power, and such enormous impact on this nation and on this nation's economic well-being, that they stand out like 800-pound gorillas while so very much of the work of the nation is done by mom-and-pop businesses, family businesses, Farms, ranches, and small businesses. Which for decades and decades and decades and decades have suffered. And in many cases, gone out of business due to absolutely draconian tax policy. Death taxes, estate taxes that have made it impossible For these businesses to remain in families' hands. But these pandering, demagogic, Democrat politicians. This has been their bread and butter. To destroy family businesses. And thereby to destroy the so-called American dream. But. These two enormous companies, General Motors and Ford, they have been waiting. They have been waiting for Donald Trump's administration to provide them with guidance on the regulatory approvals, what devices are to be made, where they are to be distributed first. You would never know it from the way this president has communicated in extremely less than respectful terms towards General Motors and Ford. But meanwhile, overseas in communist China, mainland China, 
companies there, which (laughs) are owned or controlled by the communist regime, but companies in communist China, they are receiving orders from companies in the United States of America to stop the presses, delay sending merchandise, products that those companies have already fabricated, produced, finished, completed. Stop. Do not send them. We can't handle them. We can't deal with them. We don't have demand for them. Keep them there. And in addition to that, keep them there, hold them there until we give you the green light to ship them. In addition to that, requesting that the communist Chinese businesses owned and run by the communist Chinese regime provide grace periods on payment for these goods for up to two months. This is a direct result, an absolutely unmistakable result of American businesses, huge American businesses like the aforementioned General Motors and Ford Motor Corp, of them building factories in communist China and in so many cases then handing them over to the communist Chinese. All of this spurred by greed, (laughs) by greed and blindness and ignorance and foolishness, vanity and arrogance and what have you. And making themselves their companies that they did not found, but they are managers of, making them vulnerable to control by communist China. Breathtaking. Meanwhile, speaking of taking the breath, which is one thing that this coronavirus, coronavirus, Tomato, tomato, COVID-19 typically does. Across the pond, going the other direction, the pond being the Atlantic, the North Atlantic, over to Britain, Great Britain, Britannia, the UK, England in particular. Prime Minister, living large, Boris Johnson. I mentioned the other day that he has tested positive for the coronavirus, COVID-19. He is self-isolating, self-quarantining, self-isolating at the prime minister's Downing Street residence. But he is leading the government's charge to stop this outbreak in his tracks. I noticed that his lady love, his latest lady love, who is pregnant with a child by him, that she has been referred to as his girlfriend. 
at that last formal gathering for the royal family, which included dear Harry and Meghan, Boris Johnson dutifully made an appearance with his current live-in lady love, pregnant by him, and she was identified as being his fiance. Boris Johnson, who has fathered so very many illegitimate, formerly known as bastard children over his adult life, perhaps extending to his adolescence. But living large, Boris, so similar to Donald Trump in just so many ways. Brothers by different mothers. We might get caught up in our excitement over all the various things that are going on with the Democrat presidential nominating race and so forth, and the selection of a running mate for Joe Biden. And there's no reason for Bernie not to announce his. But if we focus too much on that, we will lose sight of what is really of greatest import, which I will address in just a moment. But before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, that is due to me. That is on me. That is my fault. So what is so important, really? I mean, isn't it more important here about whom Joe is going to select, you know, for his running mate? Is it going to be this one or that one or the other one? You know, will it be a woman of color? And if it is a woman of color, will it be, you know, the stereotypical color of African-American black? Or will it be Mexican Hispanic, Latinos, Latina, so forth. Will it be a woman? It's just, oh, the, uh, the drama is great. Yes. But regardless whether Joe or Bernie makes it to the finish line for a nominee for the Democrat Party, regardless who the VP running mate selection is, regardless, Regardless of those things, there are bigger fish to fry. There are larger matters at hand, such as what's really going on, truly. Well, in sports vernacular, something that is referred to time and again is that they're setting the table. They're setting the table. The table is set. No, not talking about a meal, not talking about a feast, but instead pertaining to succeeding with their their ambitions, 
Another term that is used, I think more properly, more clearly, is setting the stage. The stage is being set. You know, that can refer to a stage play, of course. That can refer to a movie set, TV set. It can refer to many different things. It can refer to a battlefield scenario. But setting the stage, what is it that's really going on right now? Going back to what I was referring to near the beginning of the program and alluded to in the previous program. Well, the table is being set. The stage is being set for something of much greater import than selection of Democrat presidential nominee in the United States of America and his running mate and so forth. Vastly more important. What's really taking place behind the scenes, whether this pandemic was engineered or whether it was just dumb luck, as they like to say, which is poor verbiage. It would be stupid luck, but not dumb luck. It's not mute luck. But is it just a happy coincidence for those movers and shakers who have been dead set on enslaving the entire world, not just the free world, the entire world, under one regime for millennia upon millennia upon millennia upon millennia. Is it just a happy coincidence for them and a horrendous coincidence for everyone else? It could be. It could very well be. I'm by no means convinced that this was intentional. It may have been. It could have been. And any that would absolutely declare that that cannot have been. No, they are just blowing air. It cannot be ruled out as being, having been deliberately caused. But indications would suggest that it was not deliberately caused, but instead, it's just a fortuitous break for the evil would-be rulers of the world. It is just, again, a triggering mechanism that permits them to engage in their ultimate crime of opportunity. Now, those who are Christians, professing Christians, and some others, because you will find that various movers and shakers in Hollywood, Jewish in some cases, in many cases, but various movers and shakers, producers, 
directors, actors, but certainly writers, historically, I don't know about currently, but historically, writers, screenwriters, and what have you, have had a smattering of exposure to biblical prophecies. And so not only would this resonate with professing Christians, with Roman Catholics, with various members of cults and what have you, but without doubt non-believers who nonetheless have still been exposed to biblical prophecies, that what is coming, what is it that's coming, that's really coming, if the stage is being set to fulfill biblical prophecy, then what's coming? Now, I've talked about this on other programs that I have, Bible programs, so forth, but So very, very, very many professing Christians, evangelical Christians and what have you, they are expecting, among other things, that there will be some rapture of the church, that the church will be caught away, the people, the believers will be caught away, and everybody else will be left, and that one individual will rise, who is referred to as the Antichrist. Jesus Christ spoke of there being many antichrists that would rise. But whether looking at the prophecies in the Old Testament or in the New, we find that there are intermediate steps that take place prior to the rise of he who is variously referred to as the Antichrist, the Beast, and what have you. Prior to his rise, there is the rise of ten leaders, national leaders, leaders of countries, referred to as kings. Ten. Count them. Ten. That they will rise together simultaneously. We'll stop and think for a moment. What is required to bring such an occurrence about? What is it that is required? The kind of circumstances that are circumnavigating the globe right now. The fear, the panic, the dread, the economic collapse, impending shortages, and what have you. These all foreshadow the perfect storm, enabling the rise of new leaders to rise up together It's like a new graduating class from a grad school or something. And they're all peers of one another. Right? 
and they rise up together. They're a new generation. They're all members of the same generation and they rise up together to take power. 10. Now, sure, they could be scattered all across this earth, all around the world. That could be. One of them could be in the United States of America. But that precludes the incumbent because these are new leaders. And dare I say that would preclude 77-year-old Joe Biden and 78-year-old Bernie Sanders. All right? It simply would. But... New, ones that have not risen yet. That precludes British playboy Boris Johnson. Now, how powerful, how mighty, how fearful this group shall be remains to be seen. But one thing is unmistakably clear. There will be ten individual leaders having significant power at their disposal. And then there will be another one that will rise. The description of that other one is akin to what you might expect for a description of Benito Mussolini or Napoleon Bonaparte, that sort of thing. But he shall rise and he shall either subdue or overthrow or destroy three of the ten. So what have we got? Ten plus one is eleven, minus three is eight. Eight leaders. I hesitate to say, I keep wanting to say world leaders, but world leaders can be misconstrued as meaning that they're all leading the whole world. Not the case. But they are leaders in the world. And the seven of the ten that remain, they will give seed their kingdoms and their power to the one that rises and deposes three of the ten. So the remaining seven are subservient to that one. That is coming. Again, The table is being set. The stage is being set for this. You could say, no, wait a minute. You know, that's all allegorical. That's all metaphor. That's all poetic license. That's from so long ago. That's archaic and arcane. That has nothing to do with our sophisticated, enlightened world of today. Nothing to do with it. On the contrary, this blind, ignorant, foolish, vain, 
arrogant world is going to change. You remember going back, and it just kills me to hear this, but going back to 9-11, September 11th, 2001, everything changed. Everything changed. Did it really? I mean, you can watch commercials that say this concerning some ridiculous little thing or other, and everything changed. No. No. (laughs) But you know what? Things are about to change. It doesn't matter how many so-called conservative talk hosts fail to mention this. It doesn't matter how many corporatists, how many Republican, how many even Christian-ish communicators fail to mention this. Ultimately, it doesn't matter because they're wrong. (laughs) Truth is not determined by how many believe it. It's not a popularity contest. You can believe me, disbelieve me, what have you. You don't have to take my word for it. I refer you to the Holy Bible, preferably the most accurate, contrary to what the ex- so many of the experts, the proud, arrogant experts say, the King James Version, which for all of its warts, And imperfections is the most accurate. But believe what you will, believe whom you will. It never ceases to amaze me how many people willingly submit to worldly, corrupt, profane, unjust, unrighteous authorities and refuse to submit to God. How many people will literally try anything except God? California psychics? Yes. Astrology? You bet. Enneagrams? Every cult under the sun? Islam? Hinduism? Jainism? Taoism, Confucianism, Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, it doesn't matter. Everything on the face of the earth, reincarnation, all of the Hindu gods, you know, worship all 330 million of them or whatever there are. Worship man. Man is the measure of all things. Slavishly follow this blind, ignorant philosopher and that vain philosopher. And psychology. Follow the atheist scientists. And all of the Pied Pipers and influencers and what have you. Follow the hireling ministers, the prostitutors of the Word of God, whether they happen to be so-called Christian ministers, pastors, evangelists, and what have you, or whether they happen to be Jewish rabbis, so-called. 
or whether they happen to be popes and cardinals and archbishops and all the rest, all the gaggle, or some self-described spiritualist, such as the one that ran for the Democrat presidential nomination and is supporting Bernie. But it never ceases to amaze me. The numbers of people that will even try suicide instead of trying God. It's beyond imagination. It is staggering. And it's an everyday occurrence. God does not need to prove himself to anyone. But those are the times that are coming. How close, how near, I don't know. But it could be very near. Really, truly, could be very near. But those little matters need to take place. In order for the prophecies, not just in the Revelation and the New Testament, but also in the book of Daniel and the Old Testament and so forth, those events have to take place first. There has to be a rising, a virtually simultaneous rising of 10 leaders. I tend to believe that these 10 will not be as weak as so many current leaders are. You know <laughs> We have the playboys, the living large playboys, who are particularly colorfully represented by the incumbent president of the United States of America, Donald Trump Sr., Prime Minister of UK, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister or not Prime Minister, it keeps fluctuating, Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel, and so forth. Then we have, you know, the various weak sister leaders, such as Emmanuel Macron, France, and, of course, Prime Minister Trudeau in Canada, and (laughs) so forth. And the bureaucrats, the leaders of the European Union, and of the European nations, the member states, and what have you. And then we have the strongman dictators for life, like Vladimir Putin, Russian Federation, Xi Jinping, Communist China, and uh, (laughs) Kim Jong-un, you know, that, that one, and all the others. I can't help but think that the 10 that will rise will be made of a little sturdier stuff than, than most of these. But what I know 
for certain is that they will rise. They will rise suddenly. They will rise virtually together. You know, like a new class of congressmen and women, right? A new class of U.S. senators being elected. All of that excitement. And then the really dangerous one, the one more dangerous than all of them put together squared will rise. And for some reason, we'll take down three of them. Perhaps just to intimidate the rest. And that one will achieve what has never been achieved. Worldwide hegemony, worldwide enslavement of every nation, every country, every continent on the face of this earth. No, we won't be colonizing Mars, Mr. President. We won't be colonizing the moon, Mr. President. The last nation standing, which is the most impossible, incredible, miraculous thing of all, is that the last free nation standing will be Israel. It will fall, but it will be the last one standing. Tiny, socialist, atheist, perverted, corrupted, Israel, which is populated by so few millions. And of those millions, they have 1.8 million Muslims. It will be the last nation standing, not the United States of America. George Washington's prophecy notwithstanding, it will be Israel. And all of the powers of the one world regime will go to war against Israel. And Israel will fall. And thereafter, there will be the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church will not have been raptured prior to that. No. All of those faithful Christians who have suffered so horribly down through the many recent decades in Africa, in Central Asia, in the former Soviet Union, in communist China, in communist North Korea, in Cuba, and all of these other places. That was not... You know, just some sort of freak accident. No. Suffering will be spread around. We can focus on these other things if we care to, but (laughs) that development is going to overshadow everything else. Then everything will change. 
everything will change. But currently, we have our attention focused on all of these other terrifying developments, which are frankly minor compared to what is coming. Minor. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is coming is in the Lord's hand. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.